conversations about teaching and learning at Shenandoah University, where we talk about teaching, learning, working, and transforming at Shenandoah, and hopefully a lot more than that. I'd like to thank our sponsor, SU's transformative teaching and learning team, led by Karen. If you see me talking to myself, I'm having a staff meeting, Lucas. So I'm Scott King, one of our co-hosts for the day. Um, I teach in psychology. Happy to be here after spring break. We've also, actually, am I happy to be here? We'll, we'll get back to that. Well, it, spring break's over for Shenandoah University. It was a nice break. Um, we got producer Sean Kelly here, who's a senior double major in business and esports. Also with me, my other two co-hosts. Melissa Smeltzercraft, head women's basketball coach, adjunct professor. And uh, Joey Gariziak, the director, director and associate professor professor of esports hopefully soon to be professor of esports yeah there you go um but uh yeah happy to be here as always excited to get back in the swing of things after after spring break like scott alluded to but we'll get into that a little later a couple of stats for everybody as always updating you on the beautiful listenership that we have out there 100 nope 1111 downloads Oh, yeah. I knew that was coming. I <laughs> pause on that one. Uh, that's from subuzzwords.podbean.com. Nine five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts. So follow, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Borrow your friend's phone. Subscribe for them. And as always, you can email us at buzzwords at su.edu with any comments, questions, suggestions, commentary, recipes, you know, whatever you want to throw our way, just just send it send it to us. Buzzwords at su.edu. Scott, who we got today? We have Professor Eunice Mirza, who is the Director of Global Virtual Learning here at Shenandoah. Uh, Dr. Mirza completed his PhD in Arabic and Islamic Studies from Georgetown and has worked on virtual exchange projects with American, Malaysian, Bosnian, and Arab students, faculty, and staff and organized a variety of virtual programs from forums to conferences to COIL. And COIL, not quite the acronym of, of PAF from, <laughs> from a few episodes ago, <laughs> but nevertheless, still a cool, uh, cool setup that we have. It stands for Collaborative Online International Learning, and we'll hear more from Eunice about that program uh, when we talk to him. Uh, Eunice's interests lie in promoting virtual exchange faculty and students and highlighting their accomplishments and successes. And he's the proud father of three kids, age 15, 12, and 6. So welcome, Eunice. Yes, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming in. So you, in, in your bio, which was nice and short, by the way. Thank you for, <laughs> for making that nice and short. Yeah, I didn't even have to, like, take a breath during it. I don't think so. Um, what have been, you said you like to highlight faculty accomplishments and students' successes. What have been some of those successes that, that you can uh, tell our listeners about? Yeah, so <coughs> first, thanks so much have, for having me on the podcast. I'm an avid listener, uh, a fanboy, I guess, uh, of yeah. sorts. So <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, uh, but most recently, we had one of our faculty members, Stacey Strobel, and she got a Fulbright uh, to Wales. So this oh, is a snap. really ex exciting opportunity she for us. She <laughs> nice job, Stacy. Yeah, and this is a, a a new type of Fulbright that they're piloting this year. Uh, there are only three Americans that got this Fulbright uh, uh -huh. in, in the whole U.S. So, and it's a coil type of Fulbright where she will uh, 
go travel over to Wales, but at the same time, she's going to work virtually with her partner there. So uh, the traditional Fulbrights are that you actually travel for half like a semester or entire year, but now they're piloting a new program, which is a virtual exchange hi and in-person hybrid, where yes, you do end up traveling for a week or two, but most of the project is done virtually. That's amazing. Yeah, that's really, really cool. And obviously you are transforming. Hold on, I gotta get it <laughs> queued up. <laughs> I pointed at him. You're kind of transforming the way we think about exchanges, right? Student exchanges, faculty, staff exchanges. Talk to us about what a virtual exchange project is versus like an in-person one, getting to go travel to another country, exchanges of students and ideas. But the idea of a virtual exchange, talk, talk about what that is and, and how you've been kind of using those over the past couple of years. Yeah, no, that's a really great question. So uh, historically, Chando is amazing with GCP. I, I, maybe some of you have gone on those trips. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so in those GCP trips, uh, as you know, faculty and staff, they take a group of students abroad for a week. So we're building off that model. So we believe in the in-person global exchange. But to sustain and develop those relationships, we're now using technology. So, so imagine, for instance, uh, before you go on a GCP trip, you're actually engaging with those students beforehand. Uh, maybe one pilot we're thinking about is in FYS, the first year seminar, mm -hmm. that people actually do virtual exchange, meet the students, and then in J term, you actually travel and go and, and meet them in person. So this is now we're living in a, a post-pandemic, hopefully hybrid world where the virtual is a, a essential part of the in-person. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, with FYS, um, I could, yeah, I could see that that being, you know, a, a, a cool part of the class because you can have the the getting to know people from the other place, and then yeah, in the J term, if you know, you can get the logistics together, mm -hmm. being able to go over to another country, and you could work together virtually, you know, leading up to that. So then when you're there in person, you could do some sort of like presentations together or some sort of project together. Is that what exactly? Yeah, no, you I think read my mind. So basically what we're advocating is students work on a collaborative project and then the travel will complement that. So mm -hmm. maybe you actually go and see the finished end of that project and you get to meet those students you collaborated in person and see visit their campus, their home context and making the in-person travel even more worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. When, um, when I took a group of students to Germany in 2019, like back in the pre-pandemic days, we, you know, that would have been great to have because we ended up doing some collaborative stuff just a little bit with some students over there. But um, if we had been able to meet them beforehand and actually talk and chat, that would have been fantastic. No, absolutely. No, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Eunice, you and I are both staff members, right? Talk about this kind of hybrid flow that you have with your background and then being a staff member and how you can spin that kind of the best of both worlds here. Yeah, so I, I have a PhD, come from a faculty background, and then transitioned to, sh to staff. And then when I <coughs> transitioned to staff, I realized how important staff are. <laughs> Sometimes as faculty members, we don't, we overlook the contributions of staff and all they do to make the campus community work. So one of the things in our program and in our virtual exchange, we're always uh, 
we're always adamant that we have to include staff and the staff just like in GCP are going on the trips to help facilitating the programs and uh, they have creativity and innovation in, in ways that faculty do not. Yeah, say creative thinking is a good thing. <laughs> well, I think it's, it's, yeah, it's all part of the campus community, the SU community. It's everybody together, students, faculty, staff, administration. I don't know if that's a different bucket or not necessarily, but yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And certainly a huge part of GCP trips. Um, always been fun to travel with them, people in different areas. It's really cool to interact with them to get those different perspectives uh, on things. Um, I got a question for you. You've traveled a lot globally. What's a country that you have not been to that's the top of your bucket list to try to get to, either for yourself or to try to engage with students with? No, that's a really good question. Uh, so right now we have strong partnerships in Southeast Asia. So we, in Malaysia, in the Middle East, we just developed one with the Arab American University of Palestine. They actually came on campus at an MOU, mm. a Memorandum mm -hmm. of Understanding. Uh, we have one in uh, the Balkans, the Bosnia, University of Sarajevo. We're developing one in Wales. So I would say I would like to really, for us to develop a strong partnership in South America. Mm. So I'm not sure, you know, I've actually traveled to Chile, but I know Brazil is a really up and comer in virtual exchange. So I think if there's one country maybe I would want to go to <laughs> to support and continue this work, it would be Brazil. Very yeah. cool. Joey's been to Brazil. I've been to Brazil. Yeah, oh, I no took way. students there in 20, gosh, the years run together. I sound old. 2016, the year between it the Olympics and the World Cup. 2015 yeah. then. Yeah. I think it was 2015. Yeah, I took some students down there to see the infrastructure. We were in Rio basically the whole time. Um, and I know that um, RT Good, former um, associate dean at the business school, used to take students every year to a couple of different locations throughout Brazil. Um, yeah, beautiful country. I mean, the, the mix of like a jungle and a city in one place was really, really unique. And the food was absolutely amazing. And the weather, the beaches, people, pretty much everything. <laughs> um, yeah, so Brazil, really, really cool area. Highly suggest getting down there if we can. Yeah, absolutely. And when I go to these virtual exchange conferences, it seems that they're kind of up and coming country, really mm -hmm. investing a lot in Wi-Fi and and connecting with people abroad. They want to see themselves as a world player, not just uh, an important country in South America. Mm -hmm. So so Brazil, I have my eye on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good to keep an eye on that one for sure. Are we ready to dive in on our segments here? Yeah. Let's do Eunice, it. I'll let you start. So why don't you give us uh, your highs and lows from the last chunk of time here? So definitely my high is being on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm a subscriber. What should we do? Air horn? <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't Definitely talk it out. <laughs> Definitely talk it out. <laughs> we have ones. to get him like a soundboard where he can just start <laughs> pressing these buttons. But meeting you all in person, that's been uh, great. So I hear your voices, and I'm one of those downloads, uh, I guess, every week. <laughs> Have you really been listening the whole time, or did you just start, like, <laughs> no, when we no. emailed you? No, actually, I've been listening for last uh, uh, about six months, I would okay, say. Wow. Yeah, so Since season two? Absolutely, yeah. And it's been nice, actually, to learn about the campus community. Sometimes you know the folks in your department or your program. But this has been really helpful for me to s see the whole campus. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I appreciate this this podcast and all the interviews. Nice. How about a low? Again, this podcast. <laughs> 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 no, in terms of, yeah, there's no 
really strong low I have, but I, uh, spring break is was a high, so I guess coming back from spring break is yeah. a little bit of a low. So yeah. Today's such a beautiful day. It's like, ugh, I don't want to be in here. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good thing we have windows, though, to you know, <laughs> see it's like how a beautiful casino it is. room right yeah, here. Yeah, we're no pumping in oxygen right now is. in here. <laughs> good question. Shall I share you mine shall. and go around the horn? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> go um, around the air horn. <laughs> He's got Dead air. It. I thought there were new we just got. Oh, hey, guys, we just got 50 unsubscribes. <laughs> <laughs> That was my new sound effect. Oh, good. Laugh <laughs> um, What are we on? Highs and lows? Oh, so both of mine happened this morning. Uh, the high is that the Winchester Senior Center in Jim Barnett Park, they are reopening after two years of being closed. Two older adults actually being able to come into the building. Um, this is a, a place in Jim Barnett Park that my aging class has partnered with over the past, well, 10 years we've partnered there. But typically, in a normal semester, we'll go over there every couple weeks and get to know the older adults and raise money for them, which we're still doing this year, um, do some presentations together, do some service together. But the past two years, right, since 2020, they haven't been open. Um, but today they reopened, March 21st, after they closed March 13th, 2020. Wow. They're back open, so I went over this morning, um, got to meet or not meet, but see people who I haven't seen in uh, in a couple years. These great, great older folks from around Winchester got to come back to the center. So that was really nice. But the the low was was a, a bittersweet thing at the senior center. They put out a table of dedications to people that that had passed away oh over wow. the past two years, and you know. Generally, with an older population, you're going to have several people die just because their their time is up. But I think COVID contributed to some extra deaths, and so we had they had little candles and little pictures of everybody they had lost, and probably seven of them I knew really well. Um, at least I knew them pretty well two years ago. And so I, you know, took a picture of that and sent it out to my students from that 2020 class that had really developed a tight bond with the, the seniors there. So a little, a little bittersweet seeing all these amazing people's photographs after losing them over the two years. But overall, you know, it's, it's a blessing to have that place, and I'm glad to be going back there with my class. And we're raising money again. And at the end of the show, I'm going to give a website. So listeners, get it. Get, get, your, get your pen and paper <laughs> get ready. Get it now. Get, <laughs> get a writing utensil ready to, uh, to write down this website you know it's going to be good pod hearing me read off a, uh, a url on the air <laughs> but it, it's coming it's coming good pod. oh god that's right. too uh melissa what are your highs and lows yeah i mean spring break was awesome i really try to carve out time it's always after basketball season obviously i really try to carve out some time where i kind of separate from shenandoah and just my just shut my brain off a little bit I was able to do that there was some nice weather Last week, I was able to go golf with my wife a few times. Um, yeah, I just, I appreciate, you know, I, I work basically all of 
the holiday break that the, in between the semesters um and while everybody's having eggnog and stuff um in the gym you know so mm-hmm. it's nice to take spring break and carve out some time and not feel guilty about it uh, my low is probably my brackets um oh, are an absolute shambles um that happened very quickly mm-hmm. they're eviscerated Thanks, yeah, you know you. but um Thanks, big 10 yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Sean, St. Peter's out of Jersey City. Let's go. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, in, in all seriousness related to the brackets and, you know, it doesn't matter who wins, who loses. In some ways, everybody's bracket is a piece of garbage mm-hmm. right now. But I, I think it's just been really cool to see a lot more emphasis on the female side of March Madness. And I was equally watching women's games and men's games this weekend. And I'm just feeling this this movement. I feel like we're in the middle of it right now. Um, putting more emphasis on female athletes. I think basketball is, is at the forefront of that. So it's just a really cool time to be a women's basketball coach. You got one in the women's. They, they're they gone. I had Iowa originally in my bracket. Caitlin Clark got a little ice cold uh, yesterday in front of 15,000 people at home. You know, not <laughs> mad at her. It's okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think South Carolina is, okay. is, is the big dog here, and Dawn Staley is an amazing coach, so – um, I'm just I, – I like when the games are competitive. Right. Mm-hmm. I love when, you know, you're on the edge of your seat and you're watching and you're watching and you're watching. And, and it's just – that's what it's about is just the competitiveness and curveballs and underdogs and all that. Yeah. Nice. I'll take UConn. I think Paige Beckers is getting – rounding into form. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a f- So, yeah, I think choice. South Carolina probably the favorite. I mean, they dominated pretty yeah. much all season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go with UConn. Not what they used to be, but they're still pretty. Well, there's good. more parity. There's a lot. You could argue that they are see. really yes. strong, but right. there's a lot of other teams that are very strong. And I think that's what's great is that that idea of parity and getting more competitive balance. You don't want these games that are sixty point. Yeah, like South Carolina's game versus Howard was yeah, not the best showing. That was not the best showing. Yeah. It's going to happen every once in a while. Ones in sixteens play, but yeah, uh, yeah, the brackets are, are bad. Let's see here. My high for the week, I think Scott kind of alluded to it. And, again, get your pencil or pen and paper ready to write down his URL. But, really, when Scott starts selling <laughs> his T-shirts and now socks, by I the way, you're gonna say. it means it's almost apple blossom season. That's right. And I'm always happy for it to be apple blossom season, whether it's getting warmer, getting towards the end of the school year, uh, but supporting a good cause as well. Um, so, yeah, excited for apple blossom and what's coming. Is, and the Masters is coming up in a few weeks, which means I can take an, an epic nap. <laughs> because that is the best time of the year to take a nap is during the Masters. Uh, so, yeah, just kind of excited for this change of the season. Really excited, even with the allergies coming on. Uh, the low beyond the brackets, because I was going to say the same thing. Um, I guess Freddie Freeman, my favorite, one of my favorite baseball players from the Braves, um, not getting re-signed by the Braves, instead going to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, been a Brave for 12 years and didn't get re-signed. So, a little sad not to see him play with the Braves anymore, but – if that's my lowest for the last two weeks, I'll take it. Yeah. You know, it's it's definitely sad, but things could get much, much worse. So there's my low. Uh, Eunice, we're going to move on to our next one, and this is just for you. The rest of them are just for you, my friend. Uh, your Hornet hot take, your chance to rant about something that you want to see transformed. So one thing I see in academia and higher ed in general is the different silos. So you see this even structurally on almost any college campus that each – school has their own building and that creates a divide between faculty and staff so one of the the fortunate things uh that in my in my department we're very interdisciplinary i get to work from people from psychology to you know esports 
to the humanities. So that's something I would like us to you know focus more on, trying to be interdisciplinary, focusing more not necessarily always on the discipline, but what is the problem at hand? Like what are we trying to work towards? Uh, if it's zero hunger or sustainable housing or gender equity, whatever, we should be maybe more goal-oriented rather than disciplinary focused and also to add a second one <laughs> maybe is the yeah. is the staff and faculty divide sometimes i see in higher education where uh, faculty are working together and and staff are seen as support uh towards uh, a faculty but in many ways i've in my experience i've seen staff have you know creativity innovation and i think staff and faculty can work just like in this podcast, in ways that are unique and uh, can push higher education forward. Love it. Yeah, in some ways, you know, like psychology, we don't have we don't have a home other than being in College of Arts and Sciences. Like our our offices are over here in the business building in Halpin Harrison Hall, but it's a it's not a bad thing, right? Because I get to be around the esports world and around <laughs> what uh, a blessing the rest <laughs> of the business school but but you know sport management and esports are right right on top of us in the building and it's it's just you know it helps when you're mixed in with not just you know not just people from your same college and then this podcast yeah you know gives me a chance to hang out with Melissa and Sean yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Heard. All right. <laughs> uh, where are we at? Anybody? Question mark. So for this one, Eunice, uh, what's and and I, I think you might have your own take on it. But in general, here we're asking: Is there something that you do that you wonder if anyone else does too? Yeah, that, this was a, a good question, and I thought a lot about it. But um, I guess my take on it is to think uh, globally. And since I got opportunity to travel throughout the world and meet uh, people, sometimes when we talk about global engagement, we speak about difference, that we're trying to meet people different than ourselves. But I found that in my travels and work on virtual exchange, I met a lot of people very similar to myself, even though they're living thousands of miles away. So I guess one thing I like doing is <laughs> waking up early, getting my work done and being family focused. And I met when I lived in the Middle East, I saw that actually structurally where where people weren't working you know 60 70 80 hours a week but spending a lot of time with their families leaving work early you know getting their uh, work done so i I also feel that's kind of a a millennial movement here in the u.s that a lot of folks younger they want uh, more flexible work schedules uh, hybrid opportunities so they're they're valuing different things now where maybe my parents or even my grandparents generations were really work focused and oriented so I see that transformation happening, not just here in the U.S., but, but globally as well. Yeah. If only email wasn't a thing. <laughs> yeah, right? that really help. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, if, like if I could just go to work, go home, and may, maybe grade some papers, right? I mean, that, that's, that's part of the job. But then just be able to... If I could just be in isolation <laughs> away from everything Eunice is trying to do. Life would be better. No, virtual exchange, that's great. But it's the email that keeps us, you know, keeps me in front of my computer, like, late at night. Like, oh, I got to answer this. But maybe I don't But really do we really? To. No. Yeah, do you really need to answer that? I'm going <laughs> to close my mouth. Okay. What are you buzzing about? Anything you're excited? Anything, 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 Eunice? So there are two things that were 
currently working on. So one is a zero hunger service project. So we just launched that. I know Amy, a couple of podcasts mentioned that project. And uh, this project, we're going to work with a local food bank here in Winchester and to survey who's actually using the food bank and how can we serve that community better. So that's something we're launching. But part of our project is to look at something locally, but in global terms. So uh, we have colleagues in Jordan who are also, also going to work on a zero hunger project, specifically at a refugee camp in the north of Jordan where a lot of Syrian refugees have actually come there. Then we have a Malaysian partner who's also working on zero hunger and what they do is they give food baskets to children and in exchange they sign a paper saying they have to go to school. So one of the challenges in Malaysia is instead of going to school many kids are actually working. So they're saying well don't worry about the work we'll provide you the food but in exchange, make sure you go to school and eventually go to college. So we are going to collaborate uh, virtually. So every couple of weeks we'll meet together on Zoom, learn about each other's projects, what they're doing, <coughs> and then go back and try to work on a local project uh, with that knowledge and uh, expertise. So, Where are you doing that in Winchester? CCAP? Yeah, I believe that's the and, and Scott McClure on campus. He's the one leading that effort, and I'm helping him with the international partnerships. And then cool. the second thing, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about is collaborative online international learning, mm -hmm. and we have a workshop uh, going to be launched in the fall. So we're soliciting ten faculty members, <coughs> uh, ranging from throughout the university to sign up for that. What we do is we partner them up with someone from around the world is also interested in international exchange. They go through that workshop together. They develop a module that they'll actually implement in their class. And normally they'll have their students in these various time zones work together on a project and that will be part of the course. And if we have the sufficient funding, we can even have some of the students come together and meet one another. And because of our various external grants, we do have <coughs> the ability for the faculty members to travel and meet the international pro partner in person. And we're working on trying to get more funding t for the student part as well. Cool. Have you done that, Joey? No. I haven't either. I almost applied this year. Next year, it's on my list. If I can push something else off to, to uh -oh. try something You mean new. a GCP trip next year? No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, but like, like you know, I d I'm just trying to limit my commitments and this sounds great like i'm <laughs> no <laughs> email to, I'm, limit I'm, commitments <laughs> i'm trying to on limit brand. the just amount of brand. Be a hobbit. <laughs> i'm trying to limit the amount of new innovative stuff that I <laughs> play play the transformer noise for that uh, crashing yeah. into a wall the other i'm, way. I'm yeah. quite a transformer <laughs> transforming into a hobbit but uh, i guess the one thing we say on that is we want COIL to already enhance what you're already doing yeah. as a faculty member. So a lot of times when people see COIL, they're like, oh, it's like this other extra thing. How can I do it? But I'm sure already in your teaching, there is already a module or a section of your course that would be enhanced with an international mm -hmm. or global I, yeah, element. I, yeah, There would be. I mean, like, it's psychology, so cross-cultural psychology it would be an easy way to go i know dr zimmerman in psychology yeah Mr. zimmerman she's doing she's currently in our coil cohort for the spring so. yeah yeah she's said great things about it so it's on my list for next year 
Yeah, I might join you on that too. All right. Especially Southeast Asia. A lot of a lot oh, of yeah. mobile gaming in Southeast <laughs> Asia. Um, yep. Yeah, okay. Buzzword breakdown. Eunice, talk about a buzzword that you try to embody in your work at SU. So personally, I try to embody the word global. So and and connected to that is the idea of thinking big, right? So not just thinking of us as a small university here in Winchester, but with the with the advent of technology and thinking of things post-pandemic, how we are a global university, how we are an international university. We already have partnerships in the Middle East and Southeast Asia and Europe. How can we leverage these relationships to go uh, to think about whatever we do in global terms, whether it's basketball, for instance, whether it's esports, whether it's psychology. Uh, our students are going to go are going to be entering a global world. They're going most likely going to be working for companies that are international. Uh, many of them will be on global teams where they have to manage different time zones, interact with different cultures. So I would like us as a university to kind of think of ourselves uh, in global terms. Great. Completely agree. Mm-hmm. We need more of that. I like it. Well, we're coming to the end here, Eunice. Anything you want to plug? Anything coming up besides the Zero Hunger Project and COIL and all this other cool stuff? Anything I you want our listeners to know about? I think those would be the two things. I think for the Zero Hunger Project, we'll be asking for volunteers to help with that, go out, interview folks in the community about what their needs are, how the food bank could best serve them. And then, once again, we would love for faculty, they could be adjunct or full-time faculty members to apply for our institute in the fall. Cool. Well, listeners, here is that (laughs) Now's the time. To buy an Apple Blossom t-shirt or a pair of socks and support Seniors First, the Shenandoah Area Agency on Aging. Here's the, uh, the t-shirt site, customink.com slash fundraising slash apple dash blossom dash t-shirts dash 2022. We got green shirts, pink shirts, and then in the paragraph there, there's a link to the socks. So when you listen to this, you'll probably just have a couple more days to order those. So please order and help us help older adults in the Winchester area. And another way that you can help is by going to the Winchester Chipotle restaurant on April 6th. And say you're there for the fundraiser or if you order on the app. Use the code. Here we go, Melissa. Another long string of letters. <laughs> Use the code on Chipotle's app K98KGWD on April 6th from 5 to 9 p.m. We m- the, the next episode might not come out yet before April 6th, so I wanted to get that out there. <laughs> Joey, who's our who's That's our real good. sponsor of the day? Before before we get to our sponsor. Uh, Melissa, why don't you give a shout-out to the lacrosse Yeah, team? I actually oh, have this yeah. information pulled up. Thank you for doing that, Joey. Also, thank you, Scott, for <laughs> all <laughs> of <that. laughs> Um, Our men's lacrosse team this weekend did something amazing. Not only did they beat Guilford, but then they hosted a St. Baldrick's Foundation. So, shout-out to the new bald men on campus, not the Sorry. old bald men yeah. that are sitting next There's to me the, yeah. on the my old, right and my left. The men's lacrosse team, I don't know how many of them shave their heads, but if you see some new bald guys on campus, they raised – 
$7,400 as of right now on this. I'm on Mark Isabel's page. He is the leader of this, um, a survivor of uh, leukemia himself. Just absolutely amazing that they went out and did this. Um, Peer pressured baldness, guys. How do we feel about it? Love it. Love it. To go. Shout out men's lacrosse. You guys are awesome. Low low maintenance. (laughs) All about low maintenance. And you'd always tell, like, freshly bald guys because – the, the top they, of they their need head. some sunscreen. Yeah, they need yeah, some yeah. sunscreen. Well, those guys. The the if you're white, it'll be whiter where you shave the hair. <laughs> yeah, your, me, your your head looks very tan. I just want to make a note for a long time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have that problem. This guy. Um, no, that's awesome. Great job, Lacrosse. Um, our sponsor of the day, Halpin Harrison Hall Doors. For folks that like to be kept on their toes about getting into a building, come check out the doors into HHH. <laughs> sometimes they let you in. Sometimes they stay locked. And sometimes there's even a constant high-pitched alarm for your auditory pleasure. The doors at HHH. Come give them a pull and test your luck. <laughs> awesome. Uh, for, just a reminder, our email, buzzwords at su.edu. Let us know what you think. Website, subuzzwords.podbean.com to check us out. And... In two weeks, our next guest will be Frederick White. Got Ooh. confirmation. Excellent. Right. So a new person to the university. Make sure you are tuning in for that one. And until then, keep, keep on, on buzzing. buzzing.